Welcome to the Common Sense Connections app audio education series. We encourage you to listen carefully to the success and leadership principles discussed in this audio. They have enabled countless independent business owners just like you to build a successful business and have a full and balanced life. It is true. We met at bed and bath and she found me in the beyond section. So um, here's what's interesting as I get prepared here for just a second. Um, I've been in the corporate world, and uh, if you understand the corporate world, what happens is, is when Apple was first created, it was all based on research and development. Have you ever heard that term, research and development? Well, then Microsoft came along and said, well, we want to do what they do but they didn't have any research and development. So how did they compete? Real example is called Rob and Duplicate. <laughs> well, it, in this industry right now, I am so grateful for the heroes that are in this room that have paved the path and the ultimate edification to the people you're in business with is R&D. Are you ready? Repeat and distribute. That's what we do here in this industry. Now, this isn't just a product demonstration. If you remember, we started out on Thursday with Eddie Freeman. Have you ever had an Eddie Freeman? <laughs> I'm not sure you know what that is. That's one scoop of Simple Sense, one stick of Java Sense, and one stick of Motivate. That is an Eddie Freeman. <laughs> if you don't mind, while you're drinking, I'm drinking. I'm going to have a Jay Birmingham. One Zan Sense, one Motivate, and one Boost. And a couple of Brain Sense. Okay. So, we're, like, Tyler, like Tyler said last night, is this working? There we go. Like Tyler said last night, my talk's already been given, so I'm not going to rob and duplicate. I'm not going to do research and development. I don't have time. So what we're going to do is, if you want to see the screen here really quick, we're going to repeat and duplicate. You've heard 2022, the year of the diamonds. Today's the day. Is it not New Year's Day? Today's the day. Come on, it's Saturday morning, folks. Today's the day. This is the, the year of the diamonds. This is the hardest thing I've ever been challenged with. Yes, I'm a high eye personality of those that are, understand that. My upline, my personal friends and mentors for over 25 years challenged me to write down 100 things I want to do, be, or have. Here's the hard part. You think, well, yeah, it's real simple, the first 10 things. House, car, home, boat, boom. Guess what? You have 91 things left to do. <laughs> I cleaned the house every day for three hours, deep cleaned it. I rearranged the furniture in my office twice, cut the lawn four times. And Rose goes, what are you doing? I said, Jane Corby challenged me. She's like, thanks, Corb. Thanks, Jay. 
and it went on for two weeks. That's the hardest thing that I've had to figure out. 101 things you want to do, be, or have. Have you showed yourself the plan yet? What is it that you want? Is it mo These are the primary motivating factors we talk about all the time. But are you asking yourself these questions? What is your number one priority? Why did you choose that one? Why is that most important to you? What are the consequences of not having that opportunity? And most important, why does that worry you? Again, it's not rob and duplicate. If you notice, that's from a book in the system called The Questions Are the Answers. You ready for this? We're going to throw a, mix in a little John Sims here for just a second. If you know what, then when. What's John's favorite saying? <laughs> well, we can't get rich any quicker. Right? So what are we waiting for? How many of you, I had a coach, a mentor, and he was also my clergyman growing up. And to make matters worse, he was my driver's, in, driver, driver's education instructor. He would show up at my house at 5.30 in the morning for driver's education and continue to teach me how to drive. He'd say, Chris, if you get your bed off your back, it'd be a lot easier to get out the door. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but normally the mastermind group is every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. The problem this morning is I was not in Utah. It was a little challenging getting the bed off my back. But here's what's cool. Today's the day that we started thinking grow rich. As Jay said or John says, it's not work and get rich. It's thinking grow rich. What the mind can conceive and you can achieve, today's the day. Sarah talked about becoming the power of one. I want to share some details with you. I apologize for reading this because I think it's that powerful and that important. The power of 1%. You ready? For more than a century, the national bicycle racing teams of Great Britain had been the laughing stock of the, the cycling world. Mirrored in mediocrity, British writers managed a handful of gold medals in over 100 years. Here's the interesting thing. It even been more underwhelming in the cycling marquee in the three-week event of called the Tour de France, where no British writer had prevailed in 110 years. So sorry was the plight of the British writers that some of the bike manufacturers wouldn't even sell them a bicycle because they were afraid it would tarnish their reputation. Here's what's interesting. And despite devoting enormous resources to cutting-edge technology and every newfangled training regimen, nothing worked. Until. Nothing, that is, until 2003 when a small, largely unnoticed change occurred that would forever alter the trajectory of British cycling. That new approach would also reveal an eternal principle. 
Note the word, eternal principle, with a promise regarding our oft-times perplexing, most mortal quest to improve ourselves. Man, doesn't that sound like the system? So what happened in British cycling that has such a great relevance to our personal pursuit to become more? In 2003, just a couple of days ago, Sir David Brailsford was hired, unlike previous coaches who attempted dramatic overnight turnarounds. How many of us get in this business and expect to go diamond in six days? Okay. What did, what did Eddie, Eddie say? <laughs> overnight success took 14 years to get there, but every, you know, he paid the price. So here's what's interesting. Sir Brailsford instead committed to a a strategy he referred to as the aggregation of marginal gains. This entitled implementing small improvements in everything. That meant constantly measuring key statistics and targeting specific weaknesses. The broader, the more holistic view avoids the trap of being myop myopically fixated on just the obvious problem at hand. The whole principle came from the idea if you broke everything down into small increments, and then improved it by 1%. Not leap years, not giant steps, 1%. You will get a significant increase when you put all of them together. Could aggregating small but steady marginal gains in our lives finally be the way to, to victory over even the most pesky of our personal shortcomings? Well, here's what's interesting. The author James Clear said, if you improve 1% every day at the end of the year, you've now increased your skills and abilities by 37%. 37%. Brailsford's small gains began with the obvious such equipment, kits, fabrics, training practices, but then his team didn't stop there. They, remember the team didn't stop there. They continued to find 1% improvements and overlooked unexpected areas such as nutrition and even maintenance nuances. With little judgment, with little adjustments to the work ethic, mighty change that you desired, properly implemented, here's what's interesting. I'm 99% certain they will provide results. 99%. What did Sarah talk about? The 1%, right? But once that caveat with this approach is that for small gains to aggregate, here's the key. It must be consistent, day in, day out effort. And although we will not likely be perfect, we must be determined to mirror our persistence with patience. Do that and the sweat of rewards is increased and will bring the joy and happiness that you seek. Well, did it really work? Here's just a few highlights. Did that really change? Consider this, British cycling in the last two decades since implementing, the, implementing this philosophy has now become storied with six times, six times, that race is three weeks long, six times they've won the Tour de France. During the last four Olympic Games, Great Britain has now become the num number one nemesis in, re in winning the most gold medals of any country in the world in every cycling event, 1%, 1%. So does that 1% make a difference? 
Here we go. Nothing is dynamic unless it's specific. Ever heard that? Thank you, Jay and Corby Birmingham. Nothing is specific unless it's, nothing is dynamic unless it's specific. We've already gone through all this. Tyler talked about it. Gary talked about it. Create a names list contact. Present the opportunity. Thank you, Joe. I don't know how he does it. He does it in his sleep every Thursday night, and you have it on your app if you need Joe any other time. Follow through in the next 24 to 48 hours to get them started. Thank you, Melanie. The money is in the follow through. The gold is in the follow through. If you can track it, you can measure it, and you will get the results. Every day, 1% check up line. What did Corby and Jane Corby say? Plan, do, check, and adjust. So here's how you know if you have momentum in your business. You ready? You now have momentum when you learn, do, teach the four income generating activities every day in your daily routine. This is my favorite, start and don't stop. You see that cartoon? Most people are so busy doing what they're doing. So if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, not the goal. I'm going to leave you with this story here really quick. I'm going to encourage you to watch a movie called Dream for Gold. It's Mel Fisher. I don't know if you've heard that story, but I'm going to briefly give it to you really quick. Mel Fisher was born in 1922. By the time he was 11, was that not the Great Depression, 1932? He started dreaming of treasures and got thoroughly enthralled in a book called, uh, what was it, Robert Louis Stevenson? Treasure Island. Treasure Island. At age 11. The problem was he was not around any water. He lived in Hobart, Indiana. To make a long story short, he continued his, his dream and reading on everything he possibly could. Went to Purdue, pursued a degree in engineering, and what happened in 1940? Here's what's interesting. The war broke out. So what did he do to pursue his dream? He joined the Army Corps of Engineers so he could be around water and continue to chase his dream. 1950, he met his sweetheart, Dolores, who was an oceanographer from Montana. Wrong. <laughs> the only thing she knew about the, 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 the ocean was it was in a book. She was from Montana and met him in Southern California on a chicken ranch owned and operated by his parents. They opened up the first scuba, office, first scuba diving clinic in their chicken ranch. Make a long story short, by 1970, they'd gone to Florida in search of Spanish gold. His motto was, today's the day. Today is the day. Here's what's exciting is this. In pursuit of his dream, he lost a ship. The captain of that ship was his son and his daughter. If that wasn't enough, shortly thereafter, he had found his first treasure of $20 million. Now, you ready? How determined are you with your dream? Shortly thereafter, the state of Florida said, well, you know what? <laughs> That's off the coast of Florida. That belongs to the people of Florida. Here's what happened. 
they actually confiscated and said, you now owe us 25% of everything you found. The only problem was, is the government took 100% never paid back the 75. His wife said, that's okay, today's the day. We're gonna have a jam session. They eat, peanut, they eat jelly sandwiches and chili. And he went back and found everybody he possibly could find to help finance his dream. And the next year, you ready for this? 365 days without a single find. Here's what's amazing. Every day he woke up to inspire his family. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. In 1985, after losing family members, losing ships, losing everything that they had, he was downtrodden and depressed and was speaking with his sweetheart. And she said, I've never seen you this way. What happened? Who stole your dream? He said, I'm going to give it 100 days. Here's what's interesting. He put a date on it. And that next 100 days, they found the Atosha. You ready for this? 40 tons of gold, silver, precious gems, brass, copper cannons. And here's the thing. They only found half of it. What price are you willing to pay for your dream? I challenge you to watch that movie for what this business will teach you. As of, as of 2017, they have still not found the rest of the ship or the Almada that it was with. 40 tons, that's 80,000 pounds. And I have no idea what the current currency is this morning on the ounce for gold silver, and precious jewels. What price are you willing to pay for your dream? Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Here's this, there's the ship he was on. Isn't that gorgeous? It's an ocean liner, where they're at and what they're doing. This is a picture of Mel and his sweetheart. And this is just a small catch of what they found of that 40 tons. So today is your day to go diamond. Today is your day. Make it pay. We're out of here. This audio series was created to help you with personal development, professional development, and gaining the skills to build a sustainable business. While certainly no one can guarantee success, it is our hope that the principles and ideas discussed here will enable you to experience the thrill of accomplishment and offer your life greater significance and enjoyment. This is a copyrighted program. The purchase of the program is optional and any unauthorized reproduction or broadcast of this digital media without express written consent is strictly prohibited. All rights are reserved.